You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Ella era una chica plástica, de esas que veo por ahí, de esas que cuando se agitan, sudan Chanel number three. Que sueñan casarse con un doctor, pues él puede mantenerlas mejor. No le hablan a nadie si no es su igual, a menos que sea fulano de tal. Son lindas, delgadas, de buen vestir, de mirada esquiva y falso reír. Él era un muchacho plástico, de esos que veo por ahí. For this episode, we'll be talking about Willie Colon and Ruben Blades Siembra. On the line, I have Rob. Sup? Ben. I like to live in America. John. Ooh, hello. And Kyle. Hello. Siembra is an album by Ruben Blades and Willie Colon, released by Fania Records in 1978. The producer was Willie Colon, and the genre is salsa. All right, I'm going to read from the book Jesse Verley. This essential release was the result of a collaboration between Salsa Titans, Willie Colon, a New York City trombonist bandleader, and Ruben Blades, a singer-songwriter actor from Panama. Colon had been a salsa pioneer, and his collaborations with Hector Laveau and Cela Cruz are milestones. But with Blades, he practiced making music with a social consciousness. The themes are wide-ranging, from shedding light on street realities to the vanities of the upwardly mobile young latino but the album also includes songs to soothe the homesick immigrant soul to offer uplifting messages of hope for for a better future plastico pulses with a thumping funky bass line while pedro navarra a mac the knife spinoff offers straight ahead mambo coupled with atmospheric street sounds both are urban epics blades croons in a rich, resonant tenor, strong and expressive, a storyteller who spontaneously improvises verses. The acclaimed artist is at top of his game here. Uh, Cologne employed a poignant band of New York City's finest musicians, and the hook-friendly choruses helped to give the album legs across the Spanish-speaking world in the late 70s. Siembra, meaning to plant, served as an anthem for a generation of college students who found inspiration in its positive message of Latino pride. But it also became a soundtrack for struggles of peace and justice to many countries in Central and Latin America who were in civil war and attended conflicts at the time. All right, what do we think of Willie Colon and Ruben Blade's Siembra? Great record. I Nick. like salsa, apparently. This is awesome. Very, yeah. very happy to be turned on to this. This was yeah, a, for sure. This was a treat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I put this really on. Solid album. I started cooking, and I was like, "This is what's up." This is yeah. Like shaking your butt and learning about pan Latinx yeah. uh, culture and uh, pride yeah. for Latinx peoples. <laughs> and again, you can you can definitely cook to it. <laughs> yeah. Man, my first listen, I, I was also working in the kitchen, Birch, and. I thought this album was a lot longer than it was because I guess my Spotify list just went into other albums by Willie Colon and, and uh, Ruben blades. Like uh, when, when I listened to the album the second time, it was so short from what I expected. And it was missing so many of these songs that I had latched onto. And it turns on, I get, I think I'm just a fan of these guys catalogs. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Uh, I sent the, the PBS documentary down uh, to you guys about uh, Latin music in New York. I found that fascinating. Uh, the Fanta label, how that came about. Um, Fania? Fania? Yeah, Fania. Excuse me. But Fania label, when they were just starting off and they didn't know how to how to present these albums in this salsa music, I guess I just didn't know what salsa music was. This This Latino... It's more rock oriented, I guess they would say. Um, it, it brings in all these different elements, and I, yeah, it's just exciting. It's exciting music, and it sounds upbeat. And uh, the the label just it blew me away. Hey, culture warrior, question here: Is it Latino or is it Latinx now? Latinx, Latinx, Latinx is the kind of depends preferred term i guess unless you are referring to a particular gender gotcha i know that latinx is the preferred term by woke eurocentric culture i mean i i would refer to myself as hispanic or latino but i'm a man i I identify as male so if you're referring to a group i don't know so does the chair you sit in also refer to itself as male or Yes, uh, and and the desk as well. <laughs> it, that is correct. The whole, I, the whole concept of like uh, right. gendering uh, objects, is, yeah, uh, objects is weird. Yeah, it's, Man, that was the hardest Every, thing about learning different languages. It was. Yeah, I mean, but that's, that's important. Like you're talking. How am about, I supposed I, to know what gender that window is? But you're bringing is this up a good point. Starting of, off the episode. Yes, well, no, you're, you're all bringing up a good point about identity, and that is what this album is about. This album is about identity. You know, and so you're saying, okay, well. These are some some you know groovy songs. You've got some disco stuff going on. You've got stuff that's blending into derivations from like mambo and son music that are now salsa and like modern Puerto Rican, Venezuelan, Panamanian, Cuban, Colombian people all you know in North America and then uh, you know South America as well. You know, but you know this sound being sort of the melting pot that is New York and being brought out, and then the message that's in a lot of these songs. You know, some of them are just about like things we can all associate with, you know, finding the right woman or partner or, 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 you know, losing that partner or, and then, but a good number of the songs are about, you know, street life, about, you know, really Latinx, Hispanic uh, identity, really Latinx, not Hispanic, but. What was that and, one and song so about the guy that stabs a woman, but then she shoots him before she dies? Yep, exactly. Pedro so, Navaja? Pedro, Pedro Navaja, yeah. So a Navaja is kind of like the oldest model that you would ever find of a folding knife. So if you've ever seen like a, a Laguiole corkscrew, you know, like if you're talking about like a fancy thing, like it's kind of got a mm-hmm. curved edge to the back of it and then it folds into it. That's mm-hmm. that's what a Navaja is. And so it, it was a very popular knife that you could carry around for self-protection because it wouldn't hmm. be an open blade in your pocket. Interesting. So it's about, it's basically Mac the Knife. Pedro Navaja is like... Oh, I'm, I'm looking right now. It looks like one of those like Laguli steak knives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know how to yeah. pronounce it. I, I said Laguiole, but yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry. I, yeah. I said Laguiole too until a Frenchman made fun of me. Oh, so Laguli. Yeah, we're, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's Mac the Knife. <laughs> yeah, but it's you're, you're right. The story is basically a, a panderer uh, stalks a woman in an alley who may be a prostitute, stabs her, but she shoots him. So kind of the bully gets bullied as the PBS documentary said, I think. And, uh, and then a, a drunk bum guy comes along, takes the knife and the gun and $2. And it's like, he Oh, steals their stuff. So, Well, is it stealing for, if it's a dead body, is she dead or dying? It's mm, a good question. I think they both passed. 
Because like to live in you America. Should, you could probably alert the authorities. That would be the ideal, yeah. But on other parts of the album, <laughs> we don't have to <laughs> trouble with those questions. Instead, we talk about, you know, how the children are the future and that, you know, people shouldn't come up and be so plastic. They should focus on the things that matter. And, you know, you talk yeah, about... Yeah, that's about, yeah. That's, identities of, of, of yeah. Uh, Venezuelan liberation, you know? So lots What's of interesting Ojo's stuff. about other than eyes? Uh, I, uh, I know Ojo's what Ojo's means. That the eyes in particular are the eyes of, of Latinx youth. You know, like, oh, okay. okay. These okay. are how they see our future and how we see them. So the future can be seen through their eyes and a, a, be, a, a better, like, brighter future. But it's also about eyes. <laughs> Man, this album rips. This record shreds. Yeah. Yeah. Ojos de miles miradas, cristales que observan al mundo pasar. Ojos que encuentran fortuna mirando a la luna y a su resplandor. Hay ojos que emanan ternura y hay ojos de inmenso dolor. I thought it was interesting to have these, um, like you were talking about, very heavy songs, but it sounds so upbeat with uh, the sort of elements of. Uh, it sounds joyous in the in the way that the songs are. Obviously, uh, Pedro is a little bit has a little bit of a tinge of a sadness, like Mac the Knife does. But uh, a lot of these songs, even though they have deeper meanings, with a lot of. Uh, social commentary, or as they call coin this uh, salsa intellectual um, for this ab- album, it, it, it's cool to have the the sort of upbeat smart salsa. smart salsa. Yeah, and some people said that it seemed a bit elitist um, for these, uh, especially for Ruben Blades, who was uh, from Panama and didn't necessarily grow up strictly on the streets like a lot of the other people in the all-stars had had done coming being uh wasn't that kind of like the a bit of the 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 tension between him and willie cologne like reuben blade came kind of from a uh a, a, he had more privilege in his life yeah yeah but at the same time it's um he had he had a lot of the of what makes this album so good the lyrics the singing um absolutely it, it, it could it, uh, i almost equated it a little bit to a, a bit of a bob dylan aspect where bob dylan is you know he's not a, a a poor blues man by any stretch but at the same time he's very good lyricist um and he conveys ideas um very well about uh, people, now, I, I shouldn't compare them. Um, it's you know, well, you're not you're not 100 wrong. Different things, but it is an academic sense of presenting mm-hmm. ideas versus a uh, having the the life story to tell within these. Songs. Well, I mean, Ruben Blades even more so. He was an attorney in Panama, and then he got a Master of Law LLM from Harvard. So, and then he went and worked in the mailroom at Fania in order That's to get right. the job. <laughs> yeah, so. It was a strategy, and it worked. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and this record even, sold over three million copies. Like, mm-hmm. five hundred thousand in in like 
Pet was it Panama alone? Yeah, or Venezuela. Venezuela, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like everybody had a copy. Well, but people sleep on non-American markets. I mean, like, you know, this this is selling to a huge population of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Has anybody ever seen this in the wild? I don't think I have. Nope. Especially after doing this podcast, there, there's a handful of people that I'm familiar with and I'm looking for that would be categorized there. But honestly, I don't even know if I if I saw it, if it would have made enough of an impression for me to... You wouldn't have been like, look at all these babies. Look at these babies yeah, on yeah, this you, you, right. <laughs> it's, it's, It looks cool, you but it doesn't tell babies. you much about what the album's going to sound like. You know? It's a very weird cover. Well, and there are a lot of really interesting, like, snippets of sound in the album. Like, songs as holes, but also like, oh, the horns on Maria Leonza, or the horns on this, or the drums on this. You know, uh, obviously, Ruben Blade's voice is great, but the players are, are excellent across this. Um, so it's kind of funny because this tiny all stars that are playing on here. I think yeah. a good number of them. I don't know if it is them. It is not, it is not them, but it is a collection of, obviously they were, you know, all in the, yeah. all in the Me- same members room. of this band are also members of Tanya. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there are people out there digging in the stacks, you know, DJs and things like that, that are finding these sounds and saying, okay, well, what can I, what can I grab here or there? And, and it's always interesting when you hear an album, you're like, Oh, that's this sample. <laughs> and so that is even, cool. Yeah. So the horn opening for uh, Maria Leonza is like the main horn sample in Watch Out for This by Major Lazer. I mean, oh, like, once cool. you hear it, you're like, oh, absolutely. That's what it is. I saw and Major La- Major Laser show up a bunch when I was uh, searching for this stuff. Okay. Yeah. That, makes- so, that does make sense. Hunting for the hits, man. Do you know about Maria Leonza? No. I don't. Please tell. Maria Leonza is uh, a central figure in Venezuelan indigenous religion. And she's a, an interesting icon because she's the goddess of nature, love, and harmony who is often found naked riding a tapir, which is kind of like a Bobby Russo, but without tusks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like... Interesting. You know, oftentimes in this, the albums that we've listened to by... Um, Latinx, Hispanic people, you know, Club Esquina, you'll hear sometimes them calling back to um, indigenous religion as a means to express an identity of the people or strength of a people. So it's kind of cool to see that. And like Ruben Blades, who I I don't think has any connection to uh, Santeria or anything like that. He like on Dime, he calls out to one of the Orishas, one of the spirits of healing, Babalu. So it's like, okay, so he's taking these lyrics and he knows enough about it to like blend it and structure it in a way that says, okay, I'm going to write a song that I don't necessarily know about, but that is going to speak to you know millions and millions of people. It's just an interesting hmm. thing to think about. Someone who has right no personal connection to it. And also it's funky. <laughs> Very funky. Quite funky. Do you know... It's very funky. There, there's like two decades in between, but like I, I've listened to this album and I, I watched that uh, that documentary that Bird shared uh, about like Fania and like the New York salsa revival and uh, the Fania All Stars. Did is there is there much cro- is there any or much crossover between the young people that are in the Fania All Stars and the old people that are in the Buena Vista so- Social Club? I don't no. think so because it's a difference no. of groups overall. Buena Vista yeah. Social okay. Club are Cubans in Cuba. Fania All Stars are 
Puerto Ricans. I mean, and not to say that there aren't Cubans in the Fania All-Stars. There may be a couple like Celia Cruz, you know, she's Cuban. Um, I mean, but she's kind of from the old guard of Cuba. Um, but you've got a lot more uh, Central American, South American, North American uh, players, you know, like a lot of Puerto Ricans, okay. uh, Panamanians, Colombians. Is is uh, Hector Laveau, was is he or was he Puerto Rican? I think he's, I think he's Puerto Rican. Yeah, I think okay. so. I could be wrong. Okay. But I think Hector Laveau, Willie Colon's Puerto Rican, Ruben Blades okay. is Panamanian, but from Cuban and Colombian people. I was having a cultural confusion. Yeah, no. It's, the music sounds similar to my ears, though. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of it's it's a melding, and I think that's mm-hmm. that's what makes this album. It kind of stands out for me. It because it has usually I I'm just I can't get in w- with a, a lot of fusion records that fuse these different elements, but the salt this salsa music they do it in such a wonderful way that doesn't detract from any, any other, uh, I mean, you have all the influences, but they all seem to mesh perfectly and it's exciting and it's fun. You can dance to it. Um, yeah. And then the lyrics are just icing on the cake. It's wonderful. Did anyone else think that salsa music as a genre was older than the mid late seventies? Yes. Yes. I, I sure did. When they were talking about like, Salsa music being like the 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 new like like late seventies version of uh, this like uh, Latin jazz and and stuff. I it shows how much how 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 little I know about this shit. I thought salsa was happening at the same time as some of that some of that other stuff. But nope, this is the kids. This is the kids with their rock and roll influences growing up in New York City, making making their melting pot shit, and it rules yeah 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 Yeah, absolutely This album did sell quite well, as you mentioned yeah. before, Kyle. Uh, is the best-selling salsa record in history, essentially. Sold over, has sold over 25 million copies, uh, and almost all the songs w- were uh, hits at one time or another. So basically, every song on here was on the charts. Did you just say this album sold 25 million copies? Yeah. So I mean. How how does the RAA and stuff rank stuff? Like, is it only US copies like for Diamond or you know those things or like Yeah, I think the RAA is Yeah, they have separate ones for different countries. Yeah, I think so. It's re- it's a regional. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a regional, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy though. Uh but <laughs> yeah. Very and and they did mention a, a lot that uh that they weren't as received they were received sort of in new york but it really came down to 
when they went out to the rest of the country, the rest of the U.S., it, it was okay. But then when they traveled the world, they were all stars. They were they were you know praised. I think the president of Panama came and greeted them at the airport. Uh, yeah. with a, with a pin with their name on it, you know, to, to welcome them yeah. in, you know, you've made it when the president it was shows a BFD. up. Yeah. yeah. When the president's in your fan club. Exactly. <laughs> it, it almost seemed like in their own country of the United States, they had trouble Uh-oh. breaking like a, like a, a cultural barrier. Like they, they did really well in places that had a good Latinx population, you know, like, like, like they they played Yankee Stadium and it was it was crazy, but much to the the world's chagrin, they and for the, for the fact that most of us haven't heard this before, they it seems like they didn't have that kind of crossover success for the American market, but you know luckily they had different uh different experience in the rest of the world you know yeah I just I just think this is my ignorance showing for this album because the. There's no reason that this album shouldn't just be well known by anybody in the music, I guess. Yeah. 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 It's just there's a whole world of music in our own country, you know, that we just are unaware of sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's it's sad. <laughs> but but then you have projects like this that bring it out, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, perhaps because this record sold so many millions of copies, um, it was pretty easy for me to uh, find lyrical translations Basically, if you boil this record down, it's like, don't believe in plastic stuff, um, stand up for your people and your culture, and don't buy into bullshit American stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, man. I can get behind all of that. Yeah, it's, it's a great record. I love this record. Yeah. I've listened to it probably 10 times in the That's past awesome. week. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Kyle, how did it go over in class? Like gangbusters. I played it two times a day for the past week. The grooves are undeniable. They're undeniable, Ben. They are unstoppable. That's awesome. Uh, I did, love this record so much. Did yeah. Anybody, does anybody want to play a game where you guess uh, Ruben Blade's uh, acting career? What he yes. starred in? Did anybody... <laughs> a puppet master movie? What's I know up? a couple. Do you know a couple? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I I knew, I think I knew him from seeing him in a particular film that is not necessarily one of my favorites, but definitely near the top. Okay, and I uh, thought he looked familiar, but I didn't think about actors. Yes, he yeah, is. he's got a, he's got a varied career. Can I, I, I'm hanging in the lurches here. What do I know him from? Okay, you know him from a couple, probably a couple of different things. One is most recently he's been in The Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead. Oh, sorry. Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the same, but different. Yeah. <laughs> Not much. Uh, he's also been in things like The Two Jakes, 1990, Predator oh. 2. Predator 2 is the oh. one that I'm talking about. Uh-oh. Okay. okay. Danny Archuleta. Yeah. <laughs> These are both movies from 1990. <laughs> Wait, was The Two Jakes the sequel to Chinatown? That's correct. You're goddamn right it was. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, parents went to a sneak preview and brought home a poster. <laughs> He's also in Mo Better Blues, 1990, Color of Night, 1994, The Devil's Own, oh 1997. God. He was also in an amusing episode of The X-Files uh, as the Did world... You say an amusing episode? Amusing, yes. As the world turns, he played an immigrant agent uh, who works with Mulder and Scully to solve an unexplained murders in, 
involving rural uh, California migrant workers and a Mexican folklore of El Chupacabre. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. Ooh. Oh, dude. Birch. I just found what I know him from. Yep. Once upon a on time, time in Mexico. In Mexico. Yep. Yeah. That, I, I, I did. I did an image search of Ruben Blades movies, and absolutely, that's what I was recognizing him from. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So the career goes: yeah. attorney, uh, salsa star. No, no, no! Two. You forgot mail ro- mailroom. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> attorney, mailroom clerk, salsa star. Predator 2, running for the president of Panama, back to acting. <laughs> and uh, then he's thinking about running for the president of Panama again. He's also won gra- uh, nine Grammy Awards, you know, and, you know, uh, th- I think three Emmy Awards. So he's okay. Yeah, no, he's, I guess. he's definitely a quadruple threat. <laughs> uh, does anybody have anything else? Not man, just listen to this record. It's super good. Great album. Yeah, if I if you see it out, if you see an album with like a sprout and four babies on it that says Siembra, pick it up. Yeah, pick great it up, record. Man. Pick yeah. it up and, and mail it to me. How about that? <laughs> I love this record. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, such a good one. Such a good surprise. I love the these. This project. Yeah. The, it's worth it to find these records. Okay. All right. Next time we'll be talking about the cars. The cars. All right. Thanks, y'all. Me fui pa'l monte buscando guayaba Por la vereda del ocho y el dos Y aunque encontré una casa dorada Esa guayaba no la hallaba yo Mucho he viajado por todo el mundo Y nunca, nunca pude encontrar Una guayaba que me gustara Y detuviera mi caminar Y aunque encontré una casa dorada Esa guayaba no pude hallar